Chad, if you were the person, hypothetically speaking, <laughs> yeah. who were sent home, why do you think that would be? And he's just like, it's a dumb question, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. We did it. We made it all the way. We made it through all two episodes and all four hours of The Bachelorette this week. And I also went to a Beyonce concert last night. You're a real-life hero. They say women can't have it all, but... It's not true. It's not true. There's so much to say about this week's Chad-splosion that we recorded two sessions with two wonderful guests. We had writer Kevin Nguyen and Bachelorette alum Michael Garofola. We're going to talk about Hitler comparisons, throat punches, tooth removal threats, and all sorts of other things we hoped we'd never see on the greatest show ever made about love. First up, our chat about Monday night's episode with Kevin. All right, it's time for us to talk about night one of our two-night Chattageddon. Yes. So we are joined to talk about night one by Kevin Nguyen, a writer in Brooklyn. Thanks for joining us, Kevin. Hey, how's it going? I don't remember anything that, that happened last night. So who wants to start us off? Um, we did start the episode and there was the house had been teepeed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> remember, um, the house was a disaster. The house was, I liked how it started out, um, everyone was sleeping on couches and someone was saying, oh, it was like a hurricane struck last night. And there were just close-up shots of baby carrots strewn on the ground. Seems like they were just like, wait, this is going to look so much better if we just, I have an idea, just like don't clean it up. Also, did the men get drunk and TP their own house or did the producers no, do that? No, I'm pretty much 100% sure we actually saw the TPing happen the previous episode. Hmm. I think that Will <laughs> thought that it would be cute to, to do it with JoJo and we saw them doing it together, but then Will got got the boot at the end of that episode. And I think that that happened because I remember Chad talking about how immature all the men were. And it was kind of like, okay, Chad, whatever. But then Will legitimately was TPing the house with JoJo. (laughs) So point taken, Chad. Um, But the TP was still there, though Will was gone. And (laughs) Chad's meat plates were still there. Always. Always. They have staying power. They do. It's hard. It must have been difficult for the Bachelor producers to keep Chad in food. <laughs> like just the sheer amount of For the first time calories. in Bachelor history, they were running low on craft services. <laughs> it was, I think that's why they didn't clean it up. They were like, we're just going to have to bring in more fucking deli meat. And like first thing in the morning, let's just leave it there. I feel like I, you guys were talking about this last episode. It's like. Chad always seems to be eating, and it's like, is it because he's always eating, or are they deliberately filming him while he's eating? And it's like, I think he's just always eating. Yeah. Because it was like this episode, too. Yeah, because yeah. it's not even like random B-roll of him over there eating. It's during important conversations. He's eating a sweet potato. Yeah. Like raw. an apple. A raw like, sweet potato. Never seen that before. Like I know we'll get to this later, but my favorite moment from last night's episode was Daniel telling him to be more like Mussolini. And then just cuts <laughs> to Chad and he's just like eating lettuce. Yes. That yeah. was definitely the golden moment of last night. We will get to that in a minute. Oh, God. First, let's address um, after we see a nice little shot of Chad and Daniel working out together. I've heard repeatedly that there's no gym equipment in the house. So they brought these they weights. They brought them in their luggage. They must have. <laughs> Where was their room next to all of the protein powder? No, it's, powder? In, it's in the protein powder bag. <laughs> That's why there was no room for steroids. <laughs> <laughs> so Chase gets the first one-on-one date. Yes. And the date card says, let's get physical, sort of in the in the theme, the working out theme. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they go to... A yoga studio. JoJo has always wanted to try yoga, and thanks to The Bachelor, now her dream can become a reality. (laughs) Well, I hate to burst JoJo's bubble, but this date was not yoga. (laughs) No. Like, it was—they were in a Bikram yoga studio, but they did no yoga. They did awkward thrusting and then sitting on each other's laps. Yeah. That's a good description of it. (laughs) 
If you're using the word mounting more than any other verb, then you're probably not in a yoga class. Also a terrible idea for a date. <laughs> it was just – I think that they were trying to go with that thing where if you stare in each other's eyes for four minutes, you'll fall in love. Mm. I mean, you will at least did make probably out. make out. Mission accomplished. Yeah. She felt safe in his arms. I think this was just one of those dates that was completely designed to humiliate the participants. They wanted – I feel like they wanted a little bit of personality out of Chase. He's very even-keeled. Yeah. We didn't get any personality out of him. We did get a makeout. Speaking of which, I think that we can move on to the group yeah. date. So the group date card comes. It's Jordan, Grant, Wells, James F., Ali, Daniel, Evan, Chad, Alex, Christian, Nick S., Vinny. Okay, (laughs) a lot of guys, Um, 12 in total. And first of all, Chad is like, I was so excited when I saw he was on that date. (laughs) It Uh, was the perfect date for Chad. Yes, because it, I mean, um, so the date, it reminded me of, uh, was it Caitlin's season when they go do stand-up? Yeah. Which was, I think, the most amazing group date. Well, didn't that have Amy Schumer? It did have Amy Schumer. Yeah, and that was amazing. And she she called JJ a turd. (laughs) It was (laughs) the greatest moment. I think he maybe still has that in his Twitter bio. Yeah. (laughs) But imagine if that had happened to Chad. Chad would have, like, strangled her. Well, it's also the things he's angry about are just, like— this is how the show is constructed. You know, oh, it's yeah. like, right. It's fun. I think, feel like we like it when contestants, like, they wink at the camera and they, you know, have a little self-awareness of just about how weird the whole scenario is. Like, that's cute every once in a while. Chad just, like, he just, like, wanted to break it down and just, like, didn't want to play ball at all. Yeah. He seemed to think he could have a certain—he was like, I will trade you my place on this group date and I will take the one-on-one <laughs> date instead. That I was not assigned. Yeah, and they were like— no, but see, that's not how it works. <laughs> you can cross your name yeah, off. You, yeah, you cannot go on this group date, but that doesn't mean that you're getting the one-on-one date. Like, all of these dates are ridiculous. Of course no one in the real world wants to date one person and be competing with 20 other men. Like, that's that's not a thing anyone signs up for except people who explicitly agree to go on a dating <laughs> show. I can't figure out why he signed up for the show. (laughs) I want to know, like, which friend of his got drunk and, like, made a YouTube video of him and submitted it. It just feels like the whole setup is designed to make him feel humiliated in a way. Which I'm sure the producers were thrilled about. Here's someone that they can really push buttons. Chad McGeddon. (laughs) Hashtag Chad McGeddon. Okay, sorry. Derailed that. We can get back to the actual date, the sex talk date. Yes. So it started with a woman coming on stage and and appearing to have an orgasm. It really provided some great (laughs) close-ups. And also so many great room for great jokes about how these men seem completely baffled by women's orgasms. Except Evan. Evan is like game for this. He's like, I deal with sex all day long. Talk about erectile dysfunction. Right. Like, I'm here for this. Well, so they they their task is to go backstage and plan a little stand-up piece about an awkward sexual encounter or something like that. And Evan's like, just another day at the office. And I was like, okay, so are you saying that talking about awkward sexual encounters is like a component of your erectile dysfunction therapy? Because... <laughs> I would really like to know more about that. <laughs> That's how he helps the men. It's unconventional, but— He's like, tell me your worst story. <laughs> I'm going to be like, yeah, listen, bro. I can top that. It's nothing. <laughs> nothing to feel bad about. Um, actually, Evan didn't even end up telling a story about himself. I would say that, like—I mean, I know we only got to see snippets of everyone, but, like, everyone's story was awful. <laughs> Just, like, truly awful. <laughs> Grant did a good job of— playing like he was he was funny most people definitely did a a good job of having fun with it yes in a very embarrassing situation which i would just right, like none of them handle well be professional storytellers no. or stand-up comics but no and um, i saw wells's story on twitter yesterday because his got cut um and right they just showed him teasing it yeah <laughs> And apparently his threesome story was um, a colonoscopy. A colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, which is just really 
It's not bad. Sounds like Wells. Yeah. Yeah. And Daniel's story, of course, was the most, like, Canadian serial killer story ever. It's like, I just tied her to the bed over there, and then— um, Oh, you, like, wanted to right, cut her I, hair or something? I just had a knife off. on me because I just carry it all the time, you know? And so I don't know why. I just thought I'd just cut off some of her hair. I just, <laughs> just for whatever reason. I don't know. I was like, what the— I think he's a psycho, but he might be too weird to be a psycho. He's like a Canadian psycho. <laughs> he's so he's like sort really of charming polite. and and opposed yeah. to punching. Yeah, to punching. It's totally fine until he, you know, cuts all your hair off. And it's has definitely to move on a to creepy, <laughs> a very, a very creepy story. It was, it was weird. So the big event is Evan's story. Evan, hyped up by Alex, has just decided to go after. Chad. Yeah. They've all had it enough of like Chad. like a little, maybe not necessary. A little juvenile. Yeah. I think so. A little juvenile, considering this is a man in his mid-30s. But he did go up on stage and imply that Chad was using steroids. Yes. And Chad was not happy about this. His reaction was pretty priceless. <laughs> Just like his humorless, like— just like that anger, anger festering in the audience. His veins. His veins like popping out his roid veins. <laughs> you better be careful because <laughs> he can find you yeah, after this is this all is over. All over. Seriously. <laughs> the eyes are just the deadness behind You can see them. the rage welling it's up. terrifying. And then he goes on stage and obviously refuses to tell a story because he believes that JoJo should earn the right to hear about his failed sex life. Yeah. Also, he doesn't want to hear about her past. It's just, it's in the well, past. It's whatever. Women, he doesn't even want to hear about it, okay? Like, whatever. Uh, women should be virgins, Claire. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Like, as long as he doesn't know, okay? It's like it never <laughs> happened. Um, it definitely reminded me of Tony doing stand-up from Caitlin's season. Yeah. And so, yeah, he just went up and, again, was unintentionally hilarious. He was like, I'm going to need an assistant. For my set, JoJo. And he was like, this isn't about the past or a story of my past. This is about the future. And with that, and he tried to really plant one on JoJo. And she just turns her head. That was painful. The other men, I've never seen them so overjoyed. Yeah, they were gleeful. Oh, and the one thing that happened before Chad went on stage is um, uh, Evan had to walk by him in the audience. so Evan, or so Chad could go up, and then he walked by, and then Chad tore his shirt from behind. Yeah, yeah, because that's a normal thing that people do. Ugh, that was insane. I loved how afterwards people were like, "So why did you rip Evan's shirt after that set? That was a little disproportionate." We were all just joking around, and he was like, "No, I don't care. He can like make fun of me or whatever." The thing was that I wanted to walk out of the aisle first, and Evan just like walked past me, even though I wanted to walk out first, and then he <laughs> so, created. Like, a whole narrative where Evan pushed, pushed him, him, yeah. Which, right, that did not happen. Well, everyone else was right there, so I'm pretty sure if that happened, we would know. Yeah, Evan <laughs> is the bully. Well, Chad um, is very unhappy. He punches a metal door, and then he punches Evan in the throat. And then he says, "If I can't lift weights, I'm gonna kill someone." <laughs> and that's when Daniel. <laughs> That's Turn, where Daniel draws the line. Turns against his his best bro. Only after death threats. Only after death threats. He was like, I don't think there's any Daniel call the for, Canadian, th- for violence, eh? eh? When they really let him talk. Yeah, the things that he said. It gets great. Yeah, he just sounds like he's still learning how to talk. Like, <laughs> Did you see that when he was making, he was writing down his story on the notepad where they were supposed to, like, draft their story, and he just drew a stick figure of a person? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Do you not know how to write your story down in words? I'm getting concerned. Uh, I love the idea that he's on stage and he's just like looking at his cards and saw a bunch of doodles. And he's like, oh, I know. He was like, oh, right. Like this stick figure was on the bed and there was a knife. Um, It's all here in my pictures. So then they go to the evening portion of the date, which by that point, I kind of thought it was the cocktail party. I'd lost track of time. We're like, no, we're still on this date. Still on this date. Chad was binge drinking. Oh, he was plastered. 
by the end of the night. And he really started to look terrifying at oh, that point. Yeah. You know, because there's something like usually his intensity is it feels kind of controlled. It's um, restrained. Restrained. And now it's like getting a little looser and like the part where he just like drags the chair to like put his feet on while like JoJo is talking to someone else. He's like, lurking. Yeah, in a very unsettling way. Also, Chad was taking on some real Donald Trump-like qualities again. His whole rhetoric about how he doesn't start anything, he only retaliates, just sounded so much like how Donald Trump speaks about when he yeah, he verbally was like, bullies people. I don't go people. out of my way to harm people physically, but you know, if sometimes the it has to happen. If the opportunity presents itself, like <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna hurt them, like obviously. And then Chad actually gets to talk to JoJo, and she's like, "What is the deal with you?" grabbing Evan's shirt and he tries to spin it in this really interesting way that I found so fascinating he's like you know how when the little kid is like he tries to like beat beat up the bully and you know like he's just like coming out and that's like Evan is just like trying to like stand up to the bully and like so and she's like, so you're the bully? Don't <laughs> yeah. be a bully. And he's like, no, but I'm I'm just like, I'm not really doing anything. He's starting it. and But like, he's just like trying to like, you know, give me a hard but time because he's always been bullied. paint himself as the little kid. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> he can't paint himself as like the feeble one, but he also can't paint himself as the aggressor. So he comes up with this weird thing where it's like, you know how little kids are always picking on big, strong bullies? <laughs> And it's like, no, that's not a thing. Well, it's like that's his entire worldview, right? Like he believes there are only bullies and victims and he'd rather be a bully. It's like right. he doesn't like it, but he'd rather be but this. But now he's being victimized. Yeah. And then Chad eventually just turns to JoJo and says, are you super confused about me? And she's like, yes. <laughs> she shouldn't be, though. I think that it's pretty clear at this point that he but has she's issues. seen his sensitive side, Claire. <sighs> But not Hitler. But not Hitler. Not Hitler. That interaction was amazing. I love their friendship. <laughs> well, Chad's just like, what if I'm not Hitler? <laughs> I was but, like, that was a pretty appropriate reaction. Yeah, that was actually but the he most was... I've enjoyed Chad is just in that exchange <laughs> where Daniel's like, let's say you were Hitler. And Chad's like, let's really not say I was Hitler. <laughs> and let's just say you are. He's like, but no. <laughs> And then he's like, but let's say you're Mussolini. And he's like, okay. <laughs> no, then he's like, or Trump, or George Bush. And I just, it was so funny to me, the whole thing. Also, like, I love, Daniel seemed very well-versed in American political villains. Well, I think that if you're Canadian, it's— Right, you're constantly like, what is the U.S. going to fuck up for me now? We well, also yeah. assume that everybody in the U.S. hates Bush, and I'm sure, like, most of the dudes on that show are very pro-Bush. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure Chad was like, what? Okay. <laughs> Who do you think maybe is a Democrat in that bunch? Wells. Well, Wells. Maybe. Evan, maybe. Yeah, Evan. That's about it. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> yeah. And then— yeah, I'd say Daniel's probably, like, a solid Canadian liberal. Oh, there's so much this episode. Okay, we have to talk about the James Taylor one-on-one. This comes right oh, after but really quickly, Evan gives an yes. ultimatum. Evan gives an ultimatum. The chat ultimatum. Chat or me. And then immediately JoJo is like, what if it's not chat or you, but maybe both of you, would you— stay and he's like yes <laughs> yeah. yes I would what if no and I do yeah. my thing he is so bad at ultimatums he like immediately <laughs> yeah. failed also it's this Chad is the best outcome that he could hope for because there is no way that JoJo's actually into Evan yeah I think the only good thing Chad said this episode is just like nobody chooses Evan for anything <laughs> And I was like, oh, probably right. I think even if I had, like, an erectile dysfunction problem, I would go to someone else besides Evan. Well, if I had erectile dysfunction problem, I would definitely go to someone else besides Evan. But that just, like, that made me want to go on a date with Evan. Like, I was like, just, fuck like, I you, will Chad. choose Evan over Chad. I definitely would choose Evan over Chad. Okay. James so, Taylor. James Taylor. Really super cute one-on-one date. And the most James Taylor thing ever. Like, it involved dancing. It involved Which he's a very guitar. Do you think he's just has a producer carrying his guitar around at all times yes. in case he needs to break yes. it out? Yes. 100%. <laughs> he's like, Jojo, 
now for me, uh, I'm going to debut my next single for you. <laughs> yeah. That song, though, it was—I kept trying to, like, nod my head along with it, and I couldn't. <laughs> like, I kept thinking that I was, like, getting into the beat, and I was like— He is a deeply, deeply terrible guitar player. Yeah, it's just not great. I made the mistake of, like, I guess this is how far into the Bachelorette world I am. I tweeted, like, James Taylor is just about the worst guitar player I've ever seen, forgetting that there is, like, a (laughs) Grammy-winning musician named James Taylor. So people are all been mentioned, and they're like, what the hell? James Taylor is great. And I was like, this is a Bachelorette tweet. No, 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 not, not. I just finished, like, four or five people. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, there was, like, nothing interesting about that date, really. It's also, like, after the escalation. She had a a great vintage, like, outfit on. She looked great. Yeah, she She looked looked fantastic. He looked great. Mm -hmm. There was an adorable, like, 92-year-old woman dancer who was teaching them, and she was adorable. We got to have the great conversation where James Taylor was like, I used to be ugly, and now I want to— date really hot chicks and she was like you deserve, you deserve that. that and I was like I want to see the gender reversal of this on The Bachelor and it's never going to happen so they they share a beautiful moment under the, the stars and JoJo's convertible that is just around all the time now and then we head back to the mansion for what would normally be like the day of the cocktail party but then Chris Harrison shows up with some news. There's not going to be a cocktail party before the rose ceremony. Devastated. I feel like they, they, they cut to like three talking heads of dudes who I've like never seen before in my life. They're just like, we rely on this time to get to know JoJo better. <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys are so effed. I don't know who you are. <laughs> That's exactly why they needed the time. <laughs> they were like, we were just going to do a Hail Mary. Like, please talk to me. Remember me? It's me, Vinny H. <laughs> And then we find out that there's no cocktail party, but there is a pool party. Pool party! And then, of course, like, all the guys are just like, can't wait to see JoJo in a bikini. Except for Chad. Well, right. Chad is actively not excited because he doesn't want the other men to have the pleasure of seeing JoJo in a bikini. Which is somehow even grosser. It's, it's yes. definitely grosser. He's like, I can imagine her in a bikini. Like, but I already like, know. I already I don't know want, what she looks like I don't want the bikini. other men to see her in a bikini. And it's like, dude, mm-hmm. she doesn't belong to you. Like, he also other- is like, I think I know what she looks like. Like, I, I could imagine that under the dress or whatever. He's like, like, yeah, I mean, I've just been thinking about it every night when I go to sleep. <laughs> also, like, does he think that other men can't do that, too? He's like, <laughs> Have I imagination. can figure out what she looks like under there. He has a special power. He's, He's like, like, look, I only have a few special skills. Uh, they include housing deli <laughs> sandwiches and, and imagining women yeah. naked. He's like, listen, guys, it's I have a sixth sense, but— Sometimes I can imagine things in my head that aren't actually Specifically there. breasts. <laughs> Chris Harrison is about to exit, and then Evan has not had enough with Chad, and oh, so man. he decides to tattle on Chad to Chris Harrison, which, like, I just don't believe Chris Harrison can do anything at this well, point. Well, he didn't do anything. Yeah. Right. Chris Harrison is not the one to go to about this. Well, so Chris is like— Violence is not okay. I hear that. Ma- so, like, Derek was Chad's roommate. He didn't. He hasn't been sleeping in the room with Chad because oh, right. he's afraid for his life. And there's a security guard now just wandering around the house, yeah, lurking near Chad. Chad and Daniel. is a ticking time bomb who's been making threats. And so Evan is like, Chris, we're afraid of Chad. Chad uh, Chris says violence is not okay. I'm gonna step in. So he steps in by going to Chad and saying. Violence is crosses the line. We can't have that here. So I want you to go back in there and Just resolve this. Become best friends with all the other bros. It's like, I want you to fix this in whatever way you feel will be acceptable. <laughs> it sounded like something straight out of Unreal. Yeah, yeah I was like, like— It was so, like, nakedly manipulative. Yes. And Chad's like, oh, so that appropriate way is to beat the shit out of these guys. Yeah. I feel like he's probably like, yes. 
that it was the most he didn't even say words like apologize. He was like, in whatever just, way just you right. feel like is acceptable. Whatever way you think will be received. It's like, Chris, you moron. You just found out that this guy's been making well, death threats. As to Chris said, he just believes that this is what happens when you get that much testosterone in one place. That almost distracts me from the really tantalizing note that this ended on, which was Chad striding back into the room with the men to confront Evan while threatening to cut all of their arms and legs off and throw their torsos <laughs> into the pool. Yay. Not at all. So he can imagine horrifying. he can imagine boobs and you know, various yeah, various ways to murder someone. Despite my best impulses, I like loved this episode. Oh, it was a great episode. It was really interesting. Because often I find myself actively bored for at least an hour. I was, you know, well, riveted it's, um, and there wasn't even a rose ceremony. unpredictable. But I can't wait to see what happens with the dismemberment uh, next episode. And thank you so much for joining us, Kevin. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're going to take a short break, but stick around. After the break, we will be joined by Michael Garofola to break down everything that happened in Tuesday night's episode four. Don't miss it. Before we get back to the show, have you had a chance to find Here to Make Friends on iTunes? If not, now is the perfect time to subscribe and give us a rating. Every time we get a new subscription or review, our show climbs the iTunes chart, which helps other people discover our show. Okay, now back to the show. Bachelorette alum of Desiree season, Michael G., is joining us to talk about the Tuesday night episode of The Bachelorette and all the craziness that went down. We are here to recap the second night of this week's two-night double episode Bachelorette. Chad extravaganza. It's been a lot. And fortunately, we're joined by Bachelorette alum Michael Garofola, or you may know him as Michael G. from Desiree's season. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we're so excited to have you here today because we feel like you can give us some unique insight on all of the drama that went on in the house this week. There's there's a lot for us to talk about. Yeah, I think as long as you can help me tame my PTSD from the two-on-one date, um, I think I'll be fine <laughs> and helpful. Yeah, we particularly want your insights on the two-on-one date situation because you were on the two-on-one date on your season. With your season's villain. So we yeah. are—there's a lot to talk about today. We started sort the of. episode right before pool party. Oh, right, we got another scene of Chris right. Harrison. We had just been um, informed that Chad wanted to dismember the men and throw their torsos into the pool. And and then he actually went in and tried to defuse the situation instead by telling them all that it wasn't his fault and they needed to leave him alone. But also they're all probably good guys. Yeah, but, like, just don't talk to him, you know? Right. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of conclusory statements as well. You <laughs> yeah. know? Like, in other words, in order, instead of apologizing or asking for forgiveness, he comes in and says, hey, everything is good. We're fine. <laughs> Trust me, we're fine. That usually Stop works bothering for me. me when I'm in a fight with someone. I just <laughs> go to them and tell them, we're fine. You're cool with me. And then I walk away. <laughs> Did you guys notice that all of the men were wearing the same necklace during the pool yeah, party? Like, so what, ha- what happened? Someone tweeted at me that it's a lanyard for wearing Michael's nodding for, for so that you can have your mic on oh. when you're wearing a swimsuit. Yes. So you they just will, stylize. Them. You will see them. I mean, <laughs> I, I remember I had to answer these questions a lot. Yes, it's it's a it's a microphone. Your microphone is there because you're shirtless. So how else do we get right. the mic instead right. of just like sticking it to your shoulder or your neck? Okay, that makes a lot of on, sense. It's in the necklace. But I remember <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise. They, they use this a lot in Bachelor in Paradise because right a lot, a lot right, of times you're, you're on the beach and you're shirtless, shirtless. and right. you know sweating through your bathing suit. So they they put it you know, on your, around your neck. And everyone is always tweeting, like, why are the guys wearing these terrible, like, you know, puka shell necklaces <laughs> yeah. and whatever? And it's because we have to in order to yeah. put on a okay. TV show. Mystery I would have solved. a really hard time with that if I were you guys. I'd be like, listen up, guys, okay? I this would never not a choose choice. to wear this necklace. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chad should, you know, would probably be like, oh, let me, why don't we just put it on my, you know, ankle monitor bracelet, you know? <laughs> 
I'm not near a school, am I? Unfortunately, that's too far away from his mouth for us to probably hear him, which would be amazing. Um, but he talks out of his ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> so the pool party does commence, and it it was played up as having a lot of drama. Uh, this time it was all Mr. X. Right, which was not surprising. I assumed that the bleeding probably wasn't actually going to be from Chad. Yeah. So Evan gets a nosebleed from a swan dive. Yes. Or from from the Earth's oxygen. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Evan. Maybe he, you know, some yeah. people just have fragile like nasal yeah. membranes. Despite what the previews sh- had shown, um, no inflatable swan was actually harmed in the, in the <laughs> making of, of the pool party. You know, I, we had a pool party my season as well. So I, I, you know, immediately when Chris Harris comes in and, you know, JoJo is canceling the rose ceremony. <laughs> You're I was like, like, I know what this because is. Because it's a pool party. <laughs> <laughs> Marco Polo, everyone. Some of the guys— end up talking about Chad, unsurprisingly, during their little one-on-one times with JoJo, including Derek. And obviously, in the midst of that, a producer sends— Well, Derek um, is Chad's roommate, and he has not been sleeping (laughs) in the room. because he is feared for his life. Because Chad has serial killer eyes. Like, you'd be (laughs) dumb to stay in the room. Yeah, Chad's like—he's like a cross between Macho Man Randy Savage and Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, (laughs) a, you know, professional wrestler and slash serial killer. So, So, (laughs) Chad overhears the men. Right. Especially Derek talking a little— shit about him. Yeah, and, is Chad ever like, I mean, he's just sort of constantly doing laps around Right, the, do you think a producer campus? is just constantly being like, maybe you should go there? I think he's like full of pent-up energy. <laughs> he needs to, he needs like to a like do laps. Well, right, he doesn't have a gym, so. It's part of the cardio routine, I <laughs> yeah. think. He just like, you know. At some points he was eating, <laughs> but he would take like a whole plate and sit down by the pool and just chow down. Um, so he gets into an altercation with Derek uh, and Derek remains really calm. I was actually— He handled that so He handled well. it so well. I We want to know what you think, though, of that yeah, interaction. I, I, well, yeah, I think Derek was singled out, and you could tell sort of the— um, the immediate eye roll reaction when Chad, you know, I don't know what he grunted at him or something to come over to the walkway. I mean, it was some. It was sort of a very, you, come over, yeah. you know, me, <laughs> me, Chad, you come here. You know, like, you know, sort of it took him in there and then, you know, singled him out and whatever and made that really sort of um, insulting comment of, you know, I don't know what <laughs> um, what girl left you for a guy that looks oh, yeah. like me. You God. know, because Chad just assumes that every woman out there wants him. And if a woman pays attention to another guy, it's just because she's wasting, you know, her time or biding her time until she can finally have the, the Chad, ex- Chad, the Chad experience. Chad experience. Derek handled that so well. I mean, he was he, because he's mature, you know, obviously he's, you know, um, he said what he said was true. You know, if JoJo asked me a, que- a pointed question, I'm going to answer her question. And I don't think Derek went there the way some of the other gentlemen did just to talk about Chad. I think yeah. he was talking and she asked him probably because he seems like a trustworthy, chill guy with a normal head on his shoulders. And she was probably like, look, let me – I know other guys have, um, you know, might be a little biased or a little hot-headed, But let me ask you, what do you think? And he, he was honest and, you know, told her. He's like, I haven't slept in 72 hours because <laughs> yeah. I am sharing a room – bunk with Chad. Yeah. Right. And I like that he said to Chad's face, like, yeah, you do make me feel unsafe. And you make misogynistic comments. And I was like, that is probably the the first time I've ever heard the word misogynistic uttered on The Bachelorette ever. It felt good. (laughs) It did feel good. Um, it's probably the first time you've ever heard a word with so many syllables yeah. uttered around the bachelorette. Also, at some point this episode, JoJo called Luke's um, physique impeccable. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> she didn't say amazing. She didn't say ama- Why not? <laughs> like, it was kind of exciting. And I got distracted for a few seconds. And then I was like, okay, like, your standards are getting way too low. Um, but, yeah, misogynistic was a big yeah. moment for me in this episode. <laughs> me too. But, um so the we fir- have, right, the rose, we have a ceremony, rose ceremony, yes, which was really tough for me personally to watch right. because we had to say goodbye to Christian and Ali, who were too underrated, did not get enough screen time. This is a travesty. <laughs> it was very emotional for me watching. Yeah, how are how are you watching Ali leave? Um, he, we basically saw nothing from him, but he was just so He's, perfect. He plays the piano. He likes donuts. I like donuts. (laughs) 
I it's mean, it's like I mean, it's I'm just saying. In another what life. else do you need? Yeah. yeah, maybe he'll be in paradise. Who knows? It's possible he could do well in paradise. I think that he was he was an underrated stock on yeah. on the Bachelorette. I agree. Up in paradise. But he, you know, in a in a sense, you know, we don't we don't really know him. I mean, I don't I don't really know. I mean, I saw we I know I just took him out him. of a lineup, but I, I couldn't really. He had very few, you know, quotes or interviews, and, and you know, I don't I don't know that I don't think I have a good enough sense for it. <laughs> yeah, who he is. we we admittedly we developed little crushes on Christian and Ali in the this like behind the scenes intro video that showed some of the guys packing, and Ali was really cute, very charming. He, but, he, he, but you know what? You know, it's, it's over fine. now. It's, it's time over. to move on. Um, some other people left, maybe. Nick S. Nick S. Yeah. Who? Whatever. He okay. was Santa Claus, right? Yeah, whatever. She still call, was calling him Santa by this <laughs> that's episode. Not a good so sign. it was not to be. No, that's never a good sign. And then they packed their bags for Pennsylvania. Woo! Woo. Yes. <laughs> and Luke gets the first one on one. And just the perfect place to fall in love on a dog sled ride. <laughs> In Pennsylvania, um, on the way to a hot tub in the middle of nowhere. Yes. Which With was very his romantic. impeccable physique. Yeah. Yeah, Luke did well. I think we're going to see him go He's growing pretty on far. Me. He's growing on he me He seems also. nice. Yeah, I agree. He seems nice. Solid. JoJo thinks he looks like a GQ model. She insisted so. that they make the tub really hot, and then she was like, it's too hot. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, JoJo, you're so high maintenance. <laughs> You don't want your skin to be burned off, whatever. Um, it was like a cauldron. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this doesn't seem up to code. But, um, and also she was like, it's a wood-powered stove, so you have to chop the wood. And he literally chopped like one piece of wood and they She's tossed like, it in. And they're man. like, great. <laughs> Mission <laughs> accomplished. Um, I definitely couldn't do it. Well, actually, I don't know that. I've never yeah, tried. Never say never. Never tried. Maybe you're amazing at chopping you could wood. Be, yeah, you could Maybe. be a lumberjack, <laughs> yeah. and you wouldn't even, and you don't even know. That's I don't your even special know. skill. You just haven't discovered it yet. Yeah, I have so many undisco- undiscovered <laughs> special skills. Yeah. Um, I learn a lot about that watching The Bachelorette. <laughs> um, yeah, so we learn a little bit about <laughs> Luke and his time at West Point. It was really sad. His backstory was Yeah, he was in the military, was a platoon leader in Afghanistan, and one of his close friends died in action. One of his older brother figures. Super sad. Yeah, who was Um, married, just married. Yeah. Yeah, Sad story. And he did—I think he came off really, really well. Yeah. Um, it felt very, it felt very genuine. And, and despite all that, he hasn't tried to kill anyone in the house. Exactly, despite, despite all of his grieving. Right, he has grief. He has been in the military. I'm sure he has the ability to dismember someone if he needed yeah. to. I mean, his physique um, is impeccable. His, his physique is impeccable, and yet he, he has managed yeah. to make a lot of friends with the other yeah. guys and not be a complete douchebag. Well, he it talked can be a lot done. about the feeling of responsibility that For you develop lives. when yeah. yeah when you're and put in a position of of leadership yeah. in a in a military setting which and, I thought was really powerful uh, um, so Luke gets the rose and they do that awkward thing where they parade them into a concert and make them <laughs> make out on a tiny platform while everyone in there just records them on their iPhones there's nothing romantic about that so awkward. I like that, that everyone in the audience had like a neon green bracelet that was their like admission. Like it looked like they were at some sort of like the worst, <laughs> most pathetic music festival ever. Like an where EDM this one one band really that no one's ever rave. heard of. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I could see that that ITM, you know, that in the moment interview with Luke, where that where Luke's, you know, like what what's the name? What were yeah, there? Was a very EDM sort of. <laughs> aura for what was essentially right. like a an slow alt song. country. <laughs> yeah, like, it was yeah. very confusing. Yeah, they, they were, yeah, it was weird. They were all, all, the audience was on Molly and yet they were like <laughs> yeah. doing this slow, just this like, like slow dance. It's just so weird to me that <laughs> it could ever feel romantic to have that many strangers. I really don't think it literally does. Surround. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I does doubt it? that was that romantic. I would say it's probably... F- <laughs> Probably feels exciting and exhilarating more than romantic at that point. Um, you know, you're like I'm a big enough deal to be on a tiny platform with people recording me. Well, it creates that <laughs> that rush of adrenaline that like mimics the feeling of falling in love. 
you're like, is this love? And it's like, no, you're just feeling no, a lot of No, it's a band you've never heard of. So <laughs> <you>. In uh, <laughs> front of screaming teenagers wearing neon green wristbands. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, back at the house, things are things are getting ugly with Chad. They did that thing where they compare Chad to an actual animal and keep cutting to footage of a black bear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the guys are trying to stir some shit up with Chad and he is just great at taking the bait he really goes for it especially because we learn that Alex and Chad are going to be on a two-on-one later yeah the dreaded two-on-one so Luke comes back from the the date with a rose and it's time for the group date Derek James T Daniel Chase Wells Vinny James F Evan Grant Jordan and Robbie are on this group date and it's a football themed date. Bravo. Yeah. That was awesome. I was I was having real jealousy. <laughs> Were you yeah. I, you I, I, sometimes I watch the show and I'm just like, oh my God, this is like I have PTSD. I go through <laughs> I go through a lot of different emotions when I watch. It's like PTSD, it's like embarrassment for them. And then other times it's just sheer jealousy. And I will tell you that this date was one date where I was completely jealous of of I, this I was experience. Like, could they not find someone other than Ben Roethlisberger? Right. Like, someone who has not been accused of The Chad of the NFL. Twice. The Chad of twice. the NFL. Ben it's Roethlisberger like, is like the Chad of the NFL. Maybe leaves sexual assault out of out of yeah. it. And like I know he hasn't been convicted, but just like why invite that? It, Aren't there yeah. other NFL I'm sure there players? A, I'm sure there was a conversation I had with JoJo like, look, you have to hug Ben, but just Hug him very lightly and yeah. walk away. We won't let back him follow off. you into a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, fortunately, put it, it seems like there. he mostly just watched and, and laughed at the guys. And ate cheese doodles. That was pretty cool. He was like, <laughs> like, that was actually kind of funny. I mean, he's like sitting there like chuckling. They just get him like B-roll of him like chuckling, eating cheese doodles. I thought that was pretty, I thought that was actually pretty entertaining. <laughs> it's funny. And, he looked nothing like a sports star. Like, he just looked like some like dad <laughs> in yeah. a sports bar. It was just like... Yeah, football, cool. But it it was a very like macho episode. Like James Taylor, James Taylor <laughs> gets like a gash over his eye, He's and the medic bleeding. says he needs stitches. He's and like, he says, "Absolutely not. No, no, I need to stay here and and yeah. fight for my girl." Oh my and God. they're like, "Yeah, bandage over yeah, his dude, eye. you're a warrior. That's awesome." I and I was like, like "No, he has his... a head wound. Make him get stitches." <laughs> they did his in the moment with like dried blood just dripping down his Listen, face. Listen, this is all. Yeah, he was he was like massive head wound, Harry. For those of you who are SNL fans out there, I thought like a dog was gonna come and start like licking his. His head. Also, um, they're like, you're a, you have a head injury. You should probably play football. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> the NFL has some, like, concussion, you know, protocol now. Or or James Taylor will have CTE, sadly. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I did watch that. Concussion, finally, recently yeah. on a plane, and it was eye-opening. Well, it was. Disturbing. It was just a flesh wound. I yeah. think we can <laughs> yeah. all agree on that. James, right, yeah, he probably yeah. Didn't, doesn't have a concussion. James Taylor is not Lawrence Taylor. There's no <laughs> issue about that. So the big surprise here is that Jordan Rogers' team won. Well, he was, well, he was playing both. Oh, he, he was no. So that, he yeah, would have won either way. Yes, yeah. which he says. Yeah, he was automatic QB. See, this is what happens but when that, I treat too much. Yeah, that, I miss that would that was smart though. They couldn't have really put him but then fully he, on then one team. Then he automatically gets. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. This this is now a sports analysis. I think he gave both teams the best chance to win, and it was a yeah. super competitive game. He'd say, I don't know if they manipulated that score or not, like they did in my season with the soccer we they played. Did they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. How did they do that? Well, we um, went in my season when we went to Barcelona. We competed against a professional women's soccer yeah. team. Des oh, played yeah. for the women, I liked that. and we had Juan Pablo. But of course, Juan Pablo got like a red, red card, card, I believe, and was ejected. Um, from the from the match, and he's obviously our best player. Um, yeah, but we he ended up ejected. we ended up losing. Yeah, yeah. He argued like a call, like kidding, but jokingly, and the the ref, you know, gave him a red card, and he was sent okay, out. Okay, yeah, oh, that's yeah. a so little. Then they beat us by they beat us by like two. But what they showed when they they the, all of a sudden we saw the score going, so it looked like they beat us like twelve to two, but really we lost by like eight to six or something like that. So I wow. wonder, you know, you never know Sketchy. what the. What the what the score is, but that's um, funny. I, I wanted to address this one thing that you said about James Taylor being so macho. That's another thing that reminds me my with the with dodgeball. We played dodgeball, <laughs> and Brooks Brooks like broke his finger like in the first first game. He gets carted off in ambulance. I broke my thumb actually, my left thumb. God. Like, oh my god! Zach Calter like in the skirmish in the beginning like falls. 
And mm-hmm. I stayed, I played the entire day with like a broken thumb and, oh, you know, God. we all were bleeding. I mean, yeah, I don't know why we did that. You know, looking back, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, we get so, you get so into the moment, you get so in this idea of, you know, sports, com- competition, competitive, let me, I, I you know, I, I mean, need like, to impress. haven't been out of your hotel room in yeah, like that a too. week. Yeah, that too. Fresh yeah. air. Yeah. <laughs> A woman. Don't make me go back. There's a lady here. There's and a like, woman. <laughs> JoJo, like, really played, like, she plays it up. Like, the winning team carted her off the field on their shoulders <laughs> like a prize. I was like, okay, JoJo. So Jordan gets the group date rose. Group date rose. Because and we also see a little bit of Robbie. He opens up to her with his feelings. Right. Jordan shares feelings. Robbie shares a makeout session on a pool table. Um I thought he was going to pin her on the table when he cleared the when he cleared the like like, that was kind of smooth and I was like okay kept it PG there kept it PG Um, Uh, but that was that was pretty smooth actually I feel like they're teeing Robbie up for more screen time I can't get into Robbie I don't know there's but I think they're trying no yeah I I, he definitely stood out a little more in this episode so Jordan gets the rose and back at the house uh, Chad is still angry well um, so the next morning. They are all hanging out, getting ready for the two-on-one date. And Jordan makes a comment that Chad doesn't appreciate. And Chad's like, I'm going to stalk you. He's like, you think this is just a show? After this is over, I'm going to find you. Like, you think I and can't I'm going to kill you? you. I will come to where you live. And Jordan's like, um, Cool. Then finally, uh, Alex, really excited to take Chad yeah, down. Alex is amped. He is so. Well, ready. I mean, let's back up because I, you okay. know, this is this is actually my. I, I consider this if I have one area of expertise, it's <laughs> certainly not. One. It's certainly not getting the girl. <laughs> that is not an area of expertise <laughs> in my real life or in my bachelorette bachelor life. But but the two on one date, I think, um, you know, is and I think that that first mo- that one day, I remember that so well. But you know, Luke is back from. Being on cloud nine after his one-on-one date, and then you have sitting next to him is you know Alex and Chad, who are it's just like the most awkward setting. And they did this for uh, to us too, and it was myself and uh, you know Ben Scott was the guy I was going to be on the two-on-one with, and Chris Siegfried, who's now Desiree's husband, um, was the guy who just got back from the one-on-one in Munich, and he's there, and he's kind of like. <laughs> You know, trying to like, yeah. you know, they're, they're, the producers are there like, you know, ask them how they feel about tomorrow and ask them. And he's asking all these questions. I like the one when he goes, Chad, if you were the person, hypothetically speaking, who yeah. were sent home, why do you think that would be? And he's just like, it's a dumb question, bro. Like, yeah. like, like, you know, like the Bryce Harper, you know. It's a clown question, bro. It is funny to me when people watch the show and say, oh, why are these guys provoking Chad? And it's like. Because there would be no show if they didn't ask him <laughs> questions or engage with him. So obviously producers are not yeah. like, cool, you guys just hang out in different parts of the house. Right, yeah. Right. Oh, remember, yeah. You never have to be in the same Go, room. Here's all your phone. Speak. Here's all your phones back. Here's, <laughs> yeah. here's a Kindle and an iPad. Like, go watch, you know, have you seen season two of Bloodline? Like, go, why don't you go catch up? Go in the other room and catch up. I mean, yeah, if Netflix was involved, uh, that would, that's all that would happen yeah. in the house probably. <laughs> yeah, the guys would be texting JoJo. Uh, like, hot tub in the middle of the woods sounds cool. But like, like, why don't you come I'm over deep and into the OC? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, season three. Come over, yeah. come over. So they finally leave for the two on one. Yeah, Alex um, is Alex. Is oh yeah, frame finishes as the battle of good versus evil. Yeah, that, my season every season it's it's the battle of good versus evil. Or you you were good. Verse, I was the yeah. I was the guy that everyone got along with, and Ben was uh, my season was the guy that everyone wanted to see sent home. And I have to say, I mean, I. I think Alex is taking this. It looks like Alex is taking this to the extreme of like he's on this holy crusade to send. Um, to send, yeah, he seems you know, a little self righteous about it. Yeah, he's definitely self righteous. He's definitely on, but he's being, you know, he's being stoked as well. You know, yeah, what I mean, yeah. and you also when you have every human being in the house, and I'm not just saying the other cast members. When you have every producer, every PA, every security member, every 
sound guy, camera guy telling you this guy's a real jerk. We really hope you're the one who comes back to, and gets the rose. You sort of feel and you you sort of lose yourself in that moment in the sense that you forget, oh, my God, like some of this is not going to be in, in context completely. Yeah, and yeah. people watching are going to be like, why, you know, why is he so aggressively attacking this other person? Although this season, I think that's less of a problem. Less so. I think everyone understands. Such an extreme they case. even showed, I think, Jordan or one of the other guys saying – you know, this isn't just, you know, for himself. Alex is, like, doing for this for America. all of us, for everyone. Yeah, that, same thing my season. They said, you know, do this, do this. You know, America is going to be watching. America is not going to like Ben. They're going to want, you know, they're going to be really upset if he wins. Like, you need to send him so home. So they said that to you. Yes. Wow. Yes. And, of course, I was like, yeah, hurrah. You're you like, know? I love America. I was like, but also I was very upset that I was put on the two-on-one date because, let's be honest, the two-on-one date— even it's if you worst. win, it's a pyrrhic victory. I mean, you're you're on the two-on-one date. The person who wins a two-on-one date very rarely, you know, is there on the last day. And so you know if you're put in a situation where you're just there to slay the dragon or you're just there to, for extra drama, you know you're not one of the guys that, like, she's really that into. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's – so I recognize that. Rather, I wasn't really stoked until the day of. Then I'm like, well, you know, I sort of took the – well, I might as well win. You yeah, know, I mean, I'm, I'm the, you know, yeah. the, I'm not going to, you know, end up being engaged to this girl, but I might as well win and, and beat this, you know, get this guy out of the house so at least we can all, like, feel less awkward when we're all in the same room together. Because you liked the other guys on your season. Yeah, I, I got along with everyone. I mean, and, and you know, the thing, of course, and I, and I wonder if Alex will end up saying this as well, you know, the thing was, was a little overblown in my season with my thing with Ben. Um, you know, we actually started to be just sort of polite and cordial to each other to, until they put us on that two-on-one. But, you know, I, I think to, to a man, I mean, everyone else in the house is kind of like, you don't understand this guy's doing this. And everyone's like, I just got, got out of an interview. I told them all about how I can't stand this person and whatever. And it's like, okay, well, everyone seems to be, you know, my season, at least it was like, everyone is like team Michael. They, the, the thing after the, you know, well, I'm sure we're going to get to it. But, you know, when they pull away the one suitcase and everyone celebrates, that happened on my season <laughs> yeah. two. And, you know, I, I will say of, of all the moments, like, watching that back on uh, my season, like, made me feel really good. It was like, yeah. you know, yeah. at least in the moment, the guy, you know, wh- whatever, America might think, you know, you took it too far. You were too self-righteous. You were just as bad almost as the villain because you were so amped up about things. Like, you, you're no better than than he in many ways. But, Watching the reaction of the guys and knowing what like, you know, what I friends. know, yeah. yeah, and also coming back and the sound, like some of the sound guys being like, "Dude, we're so glad you're here. <laughs> like, we're so glad." I like, love he that. Was, <laughs> like you know, the you know, they were he was rude to people that were just staff and like you know about Ugh, you know, yeah. and so That's it's kind of like. Bad look. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one thing to be rude to the other guys that are all in it, and then it's another thing to be rude to the people who are trying to make the experience and just doing their job and like there yeah. to like you know get you a glass of water when you need it. You know, I have a lot so, to say about the two on one. No, it's date, so, so interesting. Okay, so this group date or two, two on, on one is pretty risky for two guys who are Marines and hate each other. They're like, let's go into the woods and, and just yeah. see what happens. Yeah, with with weapons. <laughs> like they're at one point standing next to each other. With hatchets. Yeah, it was it were, like a bear grill, you know, bear grills, like, type, you know, you know they're, they're going to— yeah. It felt very yeah. much maybe, like— Maybe they were going to bury the hatchet. Uh, maybe that was the Maybe that was the metaphor they were, they were going for. They were like, nah, yeah. let's just leave this. Yeah, bury the hatchet now. in each other's skulls, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that almost happened. Yeah. Um, so when Alex gets a little alone time with JoJo— he just lays it all out for her. He says this morning he threatened to find yeah. Jordan after the show and beat him up. And he JoJo did not seem impressed by that, especially no. given that Jordan, she's clearly oh my God, the most her, into yeah. Jordan. I wanted to talk. I wrote myself a note about this because her reaction, you know, she was kind of like listening like, oh, this sucks. Jordan? Yeah. He threatened, <laughs> he threatened my Jordan? Yeah. Like almost like I, I, after the show, I might be with him. Like Chad's gonna come find me then. Yeah, you know, so like true. she started to like think this through, and all of a sudden it was like, oh nope, no more Chad. It was like when Evans like, look, I'm gonna leave if you don't get rid of She's Jordan. She's like, I don't yeah, care. Well, Evan, here's that's the group date rose. Blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah. All of a sudden it's like, wait, he did Jordan. You know, now the wrath of JoJo like comes down. And she handled herself so well. She really did. On this date. I thought it was so funny when she confronted Chad. 
And she's like, so you threatened to beat people. That's not okay. And he's like, yeah, so they will be quiet. <laughs> he was just like, literally, what other suggestion do you have? And she's I'd like, have a conversation like an adult. And he was like, oh, damn it. He's like, oh, oh shoot. I, I, didn't, I missed that he's one. He's like, I didn't think she would have another idea. <laughs> oh, this did not go the way I expected. They were pretty respectful on the date, I think. You know, and I, I think, you know, Alex, whether or not he was asked or prompted, I don't remember, or just sort of came out and spilled all this stuff. But I think the nail in the coffin for Chad was definitely threatening the golden boy. You know, you don't threaten, you don't threaten the automatic quarterback of both teams <laughs> on the group date. You yeah. know, the quarterback is very it's a protected. Beautiful metaphor. Yeah, yeah, you just don't. And you don't. Literal. And she was still a little bit. She was trying to give him a chance to explain it away, and he just couldn't do it. He was like, but right. I needed like, them to be quiet. He's like, but I'm also and so not I had an aggressive to guy. Yeah. I just sometimes have to punch people. So that right. they'll How do what I want them, them to do. <laughs> right. And that's So the that thing. they will submit. Yeah, and I, was, I don't understand. Like, no How matter, do you get people to listen to every yeah. single thing? But, like, yeah. no matter I'm sure who he JoJo was talking saw about. what marriage with Chad, you know, could potentially yeah. be like. Yeah, like, that is threatening. Like, you yeah. do not yeah. want to be God. in a romantic relationship with someone who thinks that yeah. if you don't agree with them, they get to punch you. Right. Like, what she's going to be hearing is not just he's having conflict with men in the house, but if people don't obey him, he feels like there's literally no option but to hurt them physically. And, I, and that will include her. You know, I, maybe, you know, I, I, Chad, you know, as dim-witted as he seems, I think he does realize that there are men with video cameras in front of his face. <laughs> I think he sees them and like knows, that, knows that the cameras are on. Um, and so, you know, I think he had no choice but to admit that he may he may have said something yeah. that he yeah, should not have said. That's what he said. said. Something he and she have sends said. him home in a super straightforward way. She's like, you're yeah. not the person you say you are. I don't want to be with someone who threatens other people and who thinks physical violence is a way to solve things. Like, yeah. that's it. Go survive in the woods and for the next the 25 whole, And then he wanders around in the woods. Go hunt. Go his hunt. Whole, <laughs> his whole interaction with Alex after— uh, Al- after he hears that Alex has talked about him to JoJo, was chilling. Not he very says, happy with "I'm not very happy with you <laughs> right now." Yeah, I'm not without mad. blinking. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. The sad thing is, I can't hurt you because I get in trouble. This could be not yeah. even re-edited. It could be a scene out of a no, lifetime. Yeah. Like my- my dog tells me I should harm you, <laughs> but I can't always listen to my dog. Can I? You know, he I mean, has, it was very sociopathic. He has crazy eyes. So it's dark. yeah, that terrifying. was crazy. And the sunburn yeah. lips. I'm sorry. They were just like, uh. And I, I mean, love was, that they did just leave him. They were like, find your own way back. And they were they knew exactly what was going to happen when they left him in the woods. And I love that it was right as the sun was setting. So it just yeah. got so dark. It was like. Something out of the Blair Witch Project. No, it was camera. definitely. Like, yeah, you could hear the. the <laughs> yeah. You could see the sticks. The stick figures, yeah. or yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, he was like smearing his hands on the glass door of the place where they were staying. He was being really weird. Well, yeah, he, he was goes like, back. "Hey, he I'm here." Goes back yeah, to the, because to the they guys. were like, "Yes, we can get him in another episode, oh, even yeah. though he has that already is, been eliminated." Let's talk about that a second. I mean, if any, if anything happens here, and this is me speaking as a as a nerdy lawyer, wow, they are very, going to be very liable for any harm that Chad causes returning to that because now it's a situation where they can't even hide behind, well, this is the formula show. Everyone assumes the risk. They know what they're getting into. This would be a a first that they've allowed someone who was eliminated on a two-on-one date, um, you know, a particular person that no one liked. I could see if it's someone was eliminated that, you know, what if Alex were eliminated? They wanted to let Alex go back and say and hug everyone right. and say goodbye and, like, I'm sorry I tried, but, you know, Chad is the Chad and he's going to hang. He's a hanging yeah. Chad. He's going to continue <laughs> hanging hanging around oh, and ruining God. our lives. Goddamn Florida. Yeah. Um, forever. <laughs> um, but instead, uh, instead they allow the, the guy to come back while they're all, you know, doing shots of fireball like they're 18-year-olds freshmen in college. And, um, you know, he goes back, and, and it's like, dun, dun, dun. And it, there's no qu- – I mean, you saw in the preview. I mean, he obviously makes physical contact with, with Jordan's pretty face and, like, you know, 
God, if JoJo is watching that now, I mean, JoJo might be sharpening a knife to go find Chad. <laughs> I mean, um, so, it, you know, I, I don't know. That's crazy. It does crazy to me that he could make physical threats and actually physically yeah. Yeah. attack people in the and house. And they, they could let keep him letting him back. him back. It's such a cost-benefit analysis in the sense of they, this is epic television. We're never—this is an opportunity we may never have again versus— but God forbid he actually breaks someone's nose or whatever. Someone. So they're they're actually probably balancing, and I know the lawyers at Warner Horizon who are probably balancing this out, and and they God. probably got multiple phone calls throughout this whole time. That's like nuts. if he yeah. look, let's let's go through. I mean, I'm sure they're yeah. literally having the conversation of Chad punches someone in the. What's the worst thing that could happen? Chad punches someone in the face. We break it up. The person um, breaks a nose, breaks a this, breaks a that. We end up settling for a million dollars plus. You know, is it right. worth? What's the extra it. viewership and the blah blah blah. It's I mean, they're probably such, literally no, having these, to me these that, conversations. Like, it also I feel like so much ever, like unreal to oh, think yeah. about. It's but so it's reckless. unsettling to me that it's this reckless. wouldn't happen if it were um, a, a female contestant. You know that we're like, oh, men should just get beat up, and that's a cost of business. Mm-hmm. I think we've reached a point where we feel uncomfortable seeing, seeing women, women get beat up. getting beaten up on yeah. TV, at least. We're like, oh, a man shouldn't hit a woman. Oh, of course not. But also, men shouldn't assault other men. And I don't think that that's, like, a reasonable cost-benefit analysis for us to make as a society. Right, you shouldn't be putting these other men in a position where they feel But that's something that they can do because, as a society, we have accepted that. Well, right, and you even heard that a little bit in Chris Harrison's whole analysis. Well, like, is this just what happens when men get in a room? I'm like, oddly, I've been in, I've seen men be in rooms together and they don't actually always physically Their messages are all over the place. But, you know, who's to blame for this is Ben Higgins because his season was was kind of boring, and so now they need <laughs> yeah. to spice things up. That is true. So, yeah. I mean, Thanks you know, a lot, Ben. I mean, if, 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 the, if a, you know, Olivia, you know, who's a very sweet and, and great girl, it was the, the villain. villain of that season. I mean, they needed, they they were, needed they Chad. They were desperate. Yeah. yeah, desperate times yeah. call for Chad measures. <laughs> yeah, I think we better wrap it up. Thank you so much for joining us, Michael. This is no, amazing. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. thank you for having me. Um, yeah, yeah, come back. Yeah, again come back sometime. anytime. I will. I will. And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our very own patented feminism fail scale. One, you do you, bro. Two, that's questionable. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. And now, Feminism Fails. Two episodes this week. So many Feminism Fails. Most of them were Chad. So difficult to narrow it down. First, Chad says he'd rather not see JoJo in a bikini if it means other men will see her in a bikini. We're giving that a five because, aside from being spiteful, it really seemed creepily possessive of her body. Not how it works, dude. And then Chad thinks JoJo needs to earn the right to learn about his sexual history. And he doesn't want to hear about hers, like, at all, because obviously women shouldn't have a sexual history before Chad. We're going to give that a five for what I think are obvious reasons. You don't get to dictate her sex life. Also, like— Have a little bit of fun on a date. Yeah. Like, if she's with you now, is it just, like, so horrifying to imagine that maybe she had sex with another dude once? Sorry. Women actually do have sexual histories, and that's okay. Next, Chad refuses to believe that JoJo is interested in another man who is maybe less alpha than him because that's not what women want. I I guess I'm going to give that a four because I think that Chad is just really insecure. But he is expressing it still in a really controlling, male-dominant, macho, anti-feminist way. And I can't get down with that. And then Ben Roethlisberger, twice accused of rape, stars in a major romantic date. Ick. Don't even know what to rate this. He obviously wasn't convicted, so legally he's innocent. It just seems like a poor choice for a show like The Bachelorette. You just probably don't need to introduce anything about sexual assault into a show that's supposed to be about finding lasting love. Yeah, like why why go there, you know? Next, James T. is lauded as a warrior by the other men when he refuses recommended medical treatment for a head wound during the football date. 
Because, obviously, it's girly to get stitches during sports. Love is a battlefield, Claire. I'm just giving that a three because, you know, everyone wants to act tough in certain situations. But I think that we need to be more accepting of men getting medical treatment when they're injured on the sports (laughs) field. It's a radical thought. And while we're on the subject of sports and and feminism fails— I just wanted to address one thing from last episode that apparently rubbed a few people the wrong way. Um, When Charlene, Emma, and I had a really confusing conversation about Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors NBA semifinals run, it went kind of badly because none of us know anything about the NBA. Um, I made a joke that this is why women shouldn't be on sports shows. Um, I just want to clarify that it was very much a joke. And it really saddens me to think that anyone maybe heard that and felt like it was a serious statement. Um, I grew up watching and loving sports. I followed Notre Dame basketball, U.S. national team soccer. I follow several sports now, not the NBA. Uh, and one of my pet peeves is men thinking that I or any other women have less legitimate opinions about sports because of our gender. And that's why I'm really familiar with that annoying stereotype, and I tossed it off sarcastically. But I'm sad if it upset any other lady sports fans out there. So I hope that that clears things up and that you are still listening. And on that note, that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guests, Kevin Nguyen and Michael Garafola. Have you had a chance to find Here to Make Friends on iTunes? If not, now is the perfect time to subscribe and give us a rating. Every time we get a new subscription or review, our show climbs the iTunes chart, which helps other people discover our show. And please like us on Facebook, too. You'll find our live after show streaming from our page on Monday nights after The Bachelorette, plus photos, news, adorbs, pictures of us, all sorts of cool stuff. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emily Rose. Or you can send us an email. We love getting those at here to make friends at huffingtonpost.com. Thanks for listening. There's no episode of The Bachelorette next week, so we will be off too. Enjoy your free week. Watch the NBA Finals. Take a hot yoga class. We'll see you here in two weeks. For the final chapter of Chad. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs>